MJ's here. Hi, how you doing? Good morning, guys. Not too bad. Can't complain. My voice is back, so I apologize for missing our last show. That's okay. <clears throat> uh, my voice is fading, so you can talk and I can. Oh, fair enough. Does that work out? Oh, yeah. I'm wait, a- wait. You don't have... Oh, Lord, no. Okay. No, no. I've stayed in southern Utah, lived in southern Utah, and not traveled outside of southern Utah in the last 90 days. So I think that I'm uh, I'm pretty safe on the... I have not been exposed to anything more interestingness than, you know, random normal flu-type items. So okay. this is McKinnon Hansen with Farm Bureau Financial. We're talking business today. Um, today we have on the air with us Dakota Vader with Lifetime Tree Service. I love your cousin, Darth. <laughs> one of my favorites, sir. <laughs> He's a pretty good guy. Yeah, is he? So we, um, Dakota being the local, uh, local arbor expert um, in the area, I, as we are looking out the windows of the big picture morning show and seeing this seasonal snow fall, <laughs> it reminds me of how seasonal and how applicable different tree services and trimming products you need to be doing as spring preparation and the summer preparation. Because as we all know, in Southern Utah, we always have those Mother Day storms that crack, bend, break more trees than not throughout the entire winter system. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm going to let Dakota kind of talk about how, what to look out for how to contact him, um, and why, why you go through the painstaking, you know, task of trimming trees and, and how to get that, get that through Dakota. Yeah. So lately a lot of people have been reaching out, which is, which is good. They've realized, you know, they've seen the limbs, the branches that are hanging over their houses and they realize the damage that they can do. Um, so people have been calling, they, you know, they all recall the the mother's day of 2014, like we talked about earlier, just wiped everything out. Um, so it's just preventative, just people calling, you know, limbs hanging over houses, kids' bedrooms, over power lines, over, you know, um, storage sheds, carports, anything like that. <coughs> it's, 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 it's worth the investment to call ahead of time, get it looked at, and, and get it removed or taken care of to eliminate the, the potential disaster that they can cause. Cause so when you're looking at a tree, let's say we're looking at one of these old classic elm trees, Chinese elm trees that are kind of everywhere in cedar. Mm-hmm. How big, you know, like, am I talking like a handful around kind of limb does a little bit of damage or like, am I looking for the really big, you know, you know, 24 inches or wide kind of limbs that are overhanging these items? Yeah. So I've got a few good examples. Last week in Paraguna, there were some limbs that were, oh man, they were probably 24 to 26 inches coming off of the main the main trunk of the tree they were going right over the right over a chimney and right over there was two separate ones one was going over a chimney one was going over a back bedroom and they were massive so if something happened with them you know that's that's going to break through the house it was an older house one of those old brick ones in Paraguna Um, so if one of those comes down it's it's doing a lot of damage Um, and then yesterday we were in Canaraville um, there was a giant uh, Chinese elm tree and it had a broken off branch. It was just hanging. It was, and it was, it, it had broken and then it kind of died. And so it was just hanging there. And she was really worried that the next springtime wind or snowstorm like today, just a that little bit. And it was hanging right over a really expensive camp trailer. So we had that, that moved out and took the whole tree down. Um, but they'll do a lot of damage, especially to like a, a camp trailer or a vehicle, a fence, um, anything that's not 
And we're talking like catastrophic losses for those types of things. Like you would total out a vehicle, you would total out trailers with even just, you know, a 10 inch limb falling on them because the Mm -hmm. damage would be irrecoverable. Yeah. It's a lot of weight. And and a lot of these elm trees are so, it's amazing when you cut into them, they'll start dripping or like, like not spraying water, but it'll come out like, like you're turning on a little faucet. Like they're so full of water. They're so heavy. Um, same, same with a lot of the, the pine trees, a lot of the ponderosas here in town or spruce or any of those trees. They're so heavy, um, and people, that's what people don't understand. So if those hit vehicle, a house, I mean, it's, it's going to be a big loss. So a while back we were talking on the air about how a limb had broken through one of my client's roofs and, and whether or not to turn an insurance claim or not. And in, this, in that specific case, the damage that was done by that limb was under, it was under $500 and it was really under, you know, two or $300 of damage. But the limb itself was only five to 10 inches round really? that had fallen on the roof. And so you go into whether or not to file claims on the damages and things. But when, when we're talking about going out and tree trimming and going and doing these preventative maintenance things, your insurance company will thank you. You don't necessarily get rewarded for those types of things but you have the ability not to have to pay a deductible if there's significant damages Mm -hmm. you know so it's worth paying the you know and i'm i'll let you go into the price ranges of these things but you can spend a little bit of money up front to do preventative maintenance on your yards yep so they don't affect your vehicles or your outbuildings or your your actual structure itself your dwelling um but it's it's amazing how how much a limb can weigh, you know, like right. you were going into. So around here, can you tell us the, I don't know, three or four main trees that we have and how heavy they're likely to be so, so we can give people a picture of kind of what to look out for and whatnot? Yeah, so we have, like we were talking about, the Chinese elm. They're probably the biggest trees you see around here. They take up a lot of lot of room in your yard uh, on your property, um, and they're very destructive if they fall or if they break off because they're so heavy. Um, the one we did yesterday, it was funny because one, the branch that was hanging over their their like uh, storage shed, it was completely dead, but everything else and it was a massive tree. It, everything else was was completely fine and it was just incredibly heavy. But that that dead part there was a ton of cracks in it like it was it was bound to go within the next probably year or two years depending on the type of weather um so we've got the elm we've got the ash tree it's a little bit smaller um they get large as well but they're they're it's a very dense wood a lot of people build stuff with them okay um very good wood to to uh, to build with then i mean we've got all sorts of pines and and uh, firs around town ponderosa pines we've got the firs spruce trees all over town um, so those vary, but those are extremely heavy too. And they break up branches break, you know, cause they stay green all year, obviously. And they went with those heavy, heavy, wet springtime, uh, snow storms. That's so much weight. And you, you know, you see them broken all the time. Um, so we've got those three. And then like you were talking about earlier, the willows, tons of people have globe willows and other types of willows that <laughs> how many. I mean, how many branches did you have break per year oh, yeah. off of those? So back in 2012, I had four globe willows removed from my yard just because half of them were dead 
you know, it was mostly the top half of them were dead, but it wasn't worth trimming them to try and mm. keep them alive. They were more dead than alive kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But had they, a couple of them were close enough to my dwelling that I wanted them completely <coughs> removed and cut out. And so I hired an arborist and mm. they came in and, and just leveled the trees and ground the stumps and whatnot um, and pieced it out. And so I, there's now a couple more trees around my house that I'm going to have Dakota come and bid for just a, a trim up not necessarily a complete removal just because I'm nervous that the winds and the the amount of water they take in it could come in and you know go and damage my structure permanently um, this is McKenna Hansen with Farm Bureau Financial we're talking business with Dakota Vader and Lifetime Tree Services and how to go about spring training or spring cleaning your yard and getting ready ready for that Mother's Day storm and or future summer activities. You know, we uh, often talk about spring cleaning and we all often, I think, focus on <coughs> it's uh, finally warm enough that we can open the windows and, and, and get things out of the house. But I've never thought about spring cleaning your yard. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you know, uh, Dakota, when do you have to come up to someone and say, hey, really sorry about this, but that whole tree needs to come down? What, what makes that decision? Um, a lot of times you can just like a good indicator is the bark the bark's starting to fall off if you're seeing like just discoloration um branches say there's a big limb and most of the branches are dead insect damage um all sorts of things yeah you can you know you just the year before if it had good foliage anything like that um there's a there's a variety of indicators but um yeah the biggest thing is people will call up they're just curious um so we'll, you know, free estimates. We go and can kind of explain to them whether it needs to come down or not. Um, for example, that one in Paraguna last week, they didn't want it all the way down because it, it's a good-looking tree, but they just wanted those two main those two right. main limbs over the house taken care of. So we got rid of those and kind of shaped the tree up. And now the tree is half the size, but it looks really nice now. And there's and they mitigated the 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 risk of a you know power line and a, a little tiny power line headed to the house and the 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 home itself um so yeah just things like that if you're seeing the bark if the bark's starting to fall off if um you know just branches you're finding just branches all over the yard anything like that and they're just dead uh, that's a good time to call somebody and just see what that's a good indicator to say hmm, that's a big limb hanging over my house that's that might fall and hold in my house do some damage how yeah. often do you have claims uh, of that nature mckinnon you know my myself personally none of my clients have um i've never had a tree claim yet or a filed tree claim um most of my clients we talk about mitigating the risk when we go through their initial policy um i do my super checks i meet with my clients annually at their home where we review their home coverage you know and i talk about trees and making sure that they are they're within a safe distance of the dwelling, you know, or if they're, if they're not, then, then heavily advising them to get some estimates and or take some action based on those estimates, you know, what's, what's uh, worth paying for or not paying for, I guess, you know. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> excuse me. This, this spring storm now reminds me of, of a lot of things because we're, I mean, we had 60-degree weather yesterday. I was out pulling all of the dead out of my flower beds. I was getting my fingers dirty. I broke a few nails, which was great. Um, you got to turn those back a little bit. And my daughter was finding all the worms she could and playing with them, which was just entertaining. 
but it reminds me how quickly the weather can change here. And so when you're reviewing your yard or you're looking around town and seeing these different properties and trees, you know, we've had a couple of windstorms, you know, over the winter that blew a few trees mm-hmm. over, you know, um, in the summertime we get, uh, heavy winds going through the mountain ranges and it's not necessarily the really old trees that are, have been falling. It's the really young, super wet, heavy trees that have been snapping, you know, at 10 and 20 feet. Yeah. So just imagine those being those happening in town. Now, luckily, we're in one of those spring storms and we haven't really necessarily started to bud out on our trees quite yet. We're almost there, you know, but imagine a month and a half from now, you know, you're into Mother's Day where we've had, you know, those few weeks of 60 to 70 degree weather. Things have budded out. We have leaves. We have foliage. And it's it's now has, you know, this really heavy, wet snow on it. You know, I mean, the water base on this snow is incredible. It's only sticking on non-porous surfaces. Right. You know, and so it just, it goes to show what what you should be looking for and trying to mitigate your own risk when it comes to insurance claims. Dakota, I, I, uh, one of the things I like to ask people is, what got your interest in, in doing the work that you do? Um, so just growing up my whole life in our backyards, everything, I was always climbing trees, always cutting stuff. Um, and then I actually did a few years of wildland firefighting as a sawyer. Oh, wow. So, okay. so I, you know, I was the guy packing around the saw in the mountains and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and then I have a relative that's done this kind of work, and I've helped him throughout the years and, and uh, stuff like that. So I've just always... I don't know, just loved it. Loved climbing, being in trees, chainsaws, cutting stuff, learning about it. You know, just something that, that, that piques my interest and keeps me wanting to do it and wanting to learn and grow as I progress. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just like, you know, it's just a, just a fun job, something that I enjoy doing, which, is, which always helps. So can anybody become an arborist then? Or can I just go and buy a random saw at the local Five and Dime and go and attempt to cut a tree? You can. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. Uh, I don't know. I think. I think with a lot of things in life, it just kind of, you know, depends on your interests. Um, seems like everybody that I meet that's in this line of work, we just like we geek out on, on trees and saws and different techniques on how to take down trees. And you know, when I was doing fire, when, when you're cutting down trees in the in the mountains, we're all like, all the guys that are into chain. Not it's you know chainsaws and running everything. That's that's not for for everybody for sure um but we're all kind of one of a kind in where you know you have to paint a picture of a plan of how you want it to go you have to you have to do steps to get there and then you have to execute and uh, i think just people with you know my personality my kind of lifestyle i guess that's just that's just something we we enjoy doing and um it keeps us keeps us wanting to do it and um yeah so there are required certifications to pass in chainsaw handling and or strategic techniques in taking down trees. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You definitely want some experience. Like I said, you can, I mean, you definitely want to, you want to be, you want to be covered liability wise, something like that. Sure. You want to have some kind of experience before with the saw before you go, you know, just telling people. Are you, you cut do down you have to be certified by any kind of a state agency or anything like so, that? So, yeah. So you, um, right now I'm working on becoming an ISA certified Arborist, it, it takes a few years of experience uh-huh. and di- different uh, uh, qu- qualifications and stuff like that. So that's something in the works right now. Um, and then there are there's other things like, you know, you, just to where you can progress and get more qualifications, more certificates, more 
more of this and that. Um, but yeah, you definitely want, like, if you have somebody come give you a bid, ask them the challenging questions, you know, ask them about the tree, ask them about like that kind of stuff about what they would do, how they would do it. Um, and you'll, you'll be able to tell real quick if, if somebody's legit or not. Um, there's a lot of people that, you know, they can just, I mean, there's a lot of people that can cut a tree down, but if it's going to fall on your house or not, like, you know, like uh, two days ago, I finished up a job in Parowan, had somebody call me, um, and all they wanted was they had they had about a forty five foot um, spru- uh, yeah, yeah spruce just in their backyard, and they wanted it down for six years. But they said they they they'd called a time or two throughout the years and just you know had put it off. So I went by and looked at it, and I mean you if you if if you landed it to the east, it's landed on their house. To the south, it's on their like dog or like uh, they have like a shed and where their dogs stay in the fence in their neighbor's yard. Uh, to the west is their like skidoos and another fence and like uh, their trailer, mm-hmm. so it could only go north. And that's where he wanted it, and so I I scaled the tree, put tied a safe just a precaution rope, you know, on top of it, um, and kind of tied it off. And then I went down and, like I say, through my experience in fire, we we cut those trees, you know, every day right. when we're doing fires, and so I had it on the ground exactly where they wanted it in in three four minutes you know used wedges used used all the safety stuff and they were they were ecstatic right away she went and left me a you know review on my facebook page everything like that and they were they were super pumped about it so they they were well and the first thing they asked me like well if this hits a house you know do you cover it this and that right yeah but but like i promise it won't hit the house we're good so you're a problem solver more than anything yeah yep so it's just little things like that and Generally, you know, the, jo- the jobs are a little more complex, um, but it can be simple things like that. Just a face cut, back cut, and you drop it right where they want it and and call it a day. So, Dakota, it has been a pleasure having you on the air today. Thank you so much for coming in. Can we uh, give him a shameless <coughs> plug for how to f- folks can get please, all of them? Please, please. I yeah. was just going to say, make sure we know how to contact you. Yeah, so my number is 435-590-4557. And then you can find me on Facebook at Lifetime Tree Service or I on just Google it, LifetimeTreeService.com. Um, or if you search uh, tree service in Cedar City, Utah, anything like that, I'll come up as one of the top, top uh, businesses there. Dakota, it has been truly a pleasure learning about the different things you can do to mitigate risk with tree Yeah, and trimming. I think I'd rather have him fall my tree than i mean i love the mga but i'm <laughs> yeah no i don't touch chainsaws i'll load wood i'll split wood i'll do all of that but chainsaws and me don't get along <laughs> i'm mckenna hansen with farm bureau financial services your local farm bureau financial agent my office is located just off of highway 56 next to the market grill you can contact me at 435-592-2021 we are off opening an office over in Kanab, utah here shortly mm-hmm. and so that's an exciting change and we are looking for office staff and outside sales with my through my agency. So again, 435-592-2021. I'm McKinnon Hansen, your local Farm Bureau financial agent. Thanks, Thanks MJ. And Thanks, guys. It was nice to meet you. It was very pleasant to have you in. All right. Let's... Um, let's